Allocating capital used to be a cumbersome and time-consuming process. Breaking out your calculator or Excel spreadsheet to manually run risk calculations and position sizing percentages before opening new trades. That's all, of course, if you actually remembered to check your position sizing before each new position was entered. Now, with automated trading, smart traders are creating highly efficient capital allocation systems that correctly adjust position sizing on the fly without ever forgetting or skipping this critical step. In this week's show, we'll spotlight some unique and automated ways you can allocate capital inside your bots and unpack some thought-provoking questions you should consider when building your trading strategy. You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you consistently place smarter trades. So again, thank you so much for tuning in today and welcome back to today's show, number 212, where we're going to talk about how smart traders allocate capital efficiently inside their bots. This is going to be a really fun episode and one that I've had earmarked and scheduled for quite some time now because I think it's a topic that is not always discussed in trading about capital allocation and position sizing, and I'm so, so excited to discuss it and how automated tools can help you make it easier, more streamlined, and not as cumbersome as it used to be before as a manual trader. So we've got a lot to cover today in today's show, and we're going to be going through some thought-provoking questions starting to unpack some models or some different ways you can consider using allocation or allocating capital inside of your bot. Again, it's all up to you. It's going to be a personal preference how you want to do this. But my hope and my goal of today's podcast is to get you to think critically about how you set up your bots and how you're trading and how you can make capital allocation a tool that helps you instead of something that is cumbersome and works against you and is this nagging thing that you just have to remember to do. Because we all don't like to do this, but it is so, so important to your trading. So I want to actually start the conversation by just telling you just a quick story on something that I heard another awesome trader say. And it was from Tom Bazo, who's a really popular trader, has definitely made a name for himself and had a great, I don't know if it was a video I watched or something I read or an article. So I don't know exactly where it came from, but it was a long time ago. And basically what he had said in his presentation or article or whatever it was, because I try to read a lot of everything from everybody, just like you all should as well. He basically said that many people look for the buy-sell engine with their trading system. So that's their focus is what is the trigger to buy or sell something? Is RSI high or is RSI low, right? Like that's what 95% of traders focus on. It's the buy-sell trigger for their trading strategy. And he said, this, however, is only one part of the recipe. And it's like looking for the on-off switch for a stove when you're cooking food. And if you just focused on that and ignored everything else, you'd probably ruin meals left and right. I thought as a person, as you guys know, if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you know I'm a sucker for great analogies and great visuals that can help us understand trading and concepts. So I love this analogy, which is why it's always stuck with me is that people who are focused purely on the buy-sell engine as the first and most important thing basically are like trying to cook food where they're only turning off or turning on the stove. So if you have a stove and 
you turn it on and you've got a full blast and then you turn it off and then you turn it back on, you turn it off. Like that's what you're looking for versus the actual ingredients and the measurements and the variety of ingredients that you put into this meal, this portfolio that we're talking about metaphorically here, this portfolio that you're building. So he said, more important than turning the stove on or off is coming up with the ingredients and using the right proportion of the ingredients. So this is where position sizing comes into play. And again, if you think about anything that you cook, if you cook spaghetti or mac and cheese or whatever, if you use too much of something, then it ruins the meal. Too little of it, and again, it ruins the meal. So it's that right mix of ingredients and different foods in your recipe, coupled with the ability, of course, to turn on and turn off the stove, right? Like that's what makes a great meal. That's what makes a great portfolio. So as you're going through today's podcast, again, think about how you're trading and what you're focused on. And are you focused too much on the buy or sell triggers of what you're trading and not focusing enough on the sizing and proportion of the ingredients or the trades that you're actually placing. Again, I would dare to say that most traders don't do this. And I know this because we get a lot of questions about how to calculate position size and how to allocate and how to do this. And that's great that those questions come up because that means it's forefront, it's top of mind. But I don't think that a lot of people do it. I think it's very much a whimsical thing that people do. They do a contract because one contract is the smallest you could do, but that maybe still might be too big of a position size if you're spread width is 25 strikes. Like that's not helping you to do one contract with a really wide spread. So it is so, so important that you take the time now to start thinking about and start understanding different ways that you can allocate capital. Now, again, as we go through today's show, my goal is not to tell you what to do or how to allocate. It's purely to encourage you to think critically and deeply about how you're allocating right now and how you could improve it moving forward with the help of bots and automations. So what do we mean by capital allocation? First thing that we have to discuss is what is capital allocation and how should we think about it? Well, capital allocation is just how you distribute or earmark capital for deployment in your portfolio, right? It's no different than a budget that you might have at home, right? You have income coming in from your job or salary or whatever, and then you earmark a certain portion of that monthly income that's coming in to pay for housing, pay for food, pay for insurance, pay for your option off a membership, whatever, you know, you earmark certain things that are coming into your account and you're allocating capital right now in your personal finances. When it comes to your portfolio, you have to do the same thing. You've got this pie of investable money that you have and you have to slice and dice it and cut up portions of the pie and earmark certain portions of the pie to different approaches. Now, the cool thing about using bots and automations is you can do this with multiple bots. So if you have 10 bots, you can earmark, and let's say you have a $10,000 portfolio, one bot could have an earmark of $1,000. So one bot has $1,000. Another bot could have $5,000 of earmarked capital, right? And then the other bots have $500 or $1,000 and split it up. So with a single bot that is running a strategy, you can earmark different capital allocations to those bots or those strategies. Again, it'd be no different than how you allocate to your different expenses. You have maybe 10 expenses, but one expense every month is significantly higher, maybe your rent or mortgage or whatever, right? So you earmark more capital towards that expense. With your automated trading, 
you have all of your bots that are running different strategies or can run different strategies, and you can allocate capital to a strategy and allocate more to one strategy and less to another strategy if you wanted to. And you should. You should do that inside of your account. So now when we talk about efficient capital allocation. So now we've discussed, okay, we know what capital allocation is. It's the spreading of the money around our different portfolio. Okay, great. Now let's talk about how to be efficient with our capital allocation. That means how to not have too much waste in our account, but at the same time to not have everything totally allocated 100% so that we have no wiggle room at all, right? So there's definitely this Goldilocks and Three Bears approach to efficient capital allocation. Too much or too little is not good. Somewhere, somewhere in between is probably the ideal application. And I think there is definitely a reason, if you're a longtime listener and you've gone through training and courses that we've done, you know I believe this, there's absolutely a reason as an options trader to keep a larger majority of your account in cash. Now, I think that keeping a larger majority of your account in cash is a great approach. It's a great approach for two main reasons. One, options are already a leveraged trading product. You don't need to allocate a lot of money to a leveraged trading product like options to generate a decent return. And so what you should do as a trader is not over allocate to a bunch of strategies and 100% of your account balance that you're trading to certain strategies because that is a recipe for absolute disaster. But of course, it's going to work out not so well if you just happen to be in the wrong environment, in the wrong situation, at the wrong time, right? Which seems to always happen to people when they allocate 100% of their account. So just don't do it. You're smart enough now. Don't do it. You know it's not good enough to allocate 100% of your account to anything that is also a leveraged trading product. Now, when it comes to stocks, a lot of people allocate 100% of their account to a diversified portfolio of stocks. And that's okay. That's fine because it's not leveraged, right? But when you're trading options, you're trading with leverage. And that can become tricky sometimes. Leverage is great when it works for you and terrible when it works against you. So don't allocate all of your account, right? Maybe keep 30, 40, 50% of your account in cash. Now, the second reason that I always say that's a good idea to keep a lot of money in cash, especially if you're mainly an options trader, is because if the other half of your portfolio absolutely emphatically 100% blows up, that's making a lot of assumptions, first of all. That's assuming you're trading all in one product, you're trading all on one side, and you're not doing neutral balance trades where you have some bullish, some bearish, or neutral trade, right? I mean, so that's already a lot of assumptions. It's probably really hard to do that, almost impossible to do if you have your trades spread out across multiple tickers, multiple strategies, multiple durations, and you're trading both sides of the market. You got some bullish trades, bearish trades, neutral trades. It's impossible to do that because market can't be in two places at one time, right? But let's say it happens. Let's say you make one big massive trade in one ticker symbol in one direction, terrible idea, but you just did it. And let's say that portfolio completely, absolutely annihilates itself and blows up. Well, you still have cash left over to keep the lights on, right? That's the main thing, right? As a trader, your goal is not to lose all of your capital. Hopefully you don't lose any, right? But we know we're going to have drawdowns. We know we're going to have trades that don't go against us. Let's not be naive enough to think that everything is sunshine and roses, right? We know we're going to have that. So make sure that you've got capital available to turn the lights on and keep the business of trading open in case something really, really bad happens, right? Market catastrophe, nuclear war, whatever. I mean, there's so many things that could. Let's keep some cash available to keep the lights on. Okay. 
So efficient capital allocation is trying to get this mix of not too much, not too little, right? The right mix for the right strategy. And again, this is going to be more of a personal preference. If you want to be a little bit more conservative, you keep a little bit more cash and make your trades a little bit more conservative. If you want to be a little bit more aggressive, by all means, go ahead. Just do it reasonably, right? Be smart about it. Okay. The big idea here for me is to think about capital allocation holistically. This means that you're not just thinking about the strategy, but you're thinking about how that strategy fits into the larger puzzle and picture of this beautiful recipe, this meal portfolio that you're building out. And to me, allocation is more important for balance and risk management. I tell people all the time, if you want to trade a really risky strategy, do it. Like you want to take some really big large bets, buy some long call options, weeklies, far out of the money, take some shots. Great. Take those shots. Fine. Take those shots. Just don't take those shots with the majority of your portfolio. Have one tiny portion that's earmarked to those long kind of lottery ticket buys. I mean, it's literally no different than if you were to come to me and you were to say, Kirk, I've got a job and I've got a house and kids and all these responsibilities, but man, I just love to buy some lottery tickets. Will be really stupid of me to say, you know what, you should totally do that. Like, forget paying the rent, forget mortgage, forget the kids, forget food this month. Just put it all on those lottery tickets because you're right, that's a good idea. Like, no, we wouldn't say that as normal, rational investors. But yet, when it comes to our trading, we seemingly do that a lot. We seemingly make those large bets, make those low probability, high reward bets that may work out because maybe this is our time and we allocate way too much money to them. So, If you're going to do those, do this with a quarter of a percent, half a percent, 10 basis points of your portfolio, something that represents the actual risk to reward and probability of success. Then put the larger majority into high probability, potentially option selling strategies, right? That have a higher expected payout. Use those as the fuel to drive income in your portfolio. So now let's talk about allocating with bots. And just this is a high level right now because It still works even if you don't do auto trading, even if you choose not to use bots and option alpha, this concept still holds true. And that's you want to think about the different strategies that you're running as basically an army of bots that you have in your account that are all specialized, highly trained units, right? Like a great army is not one thing. A great military is not one component. You don't see great militaries that are just the army, right? Or just Navy or just Air Force, right? They have all of these components. But you also know that people who are in the Air Force or in the Navy, right? They're highly trained, specialized to do what they do best, right? If you're in the Navy, you're probably not doing anything with the Air Force as like too much crossover. I don't know. I've never been in the military. And we have a lot of people who have been in the military that work for Option which is awesome. But you get the picture, right? Like, If you've been trained to fly a fighter jet, you probably haven't been trained to drive a boat, right? Because you need to be trained to do one thing and one thing only. And the combination of these different units and these different basically like schools inside of the military are each designed for a specific mission, objective, or strategy, right? That's how you want to think about your portfolio. You want to think about your portfolio as having different units, different military objectives that they are executing on and their strategy is designed squarely around one thing or one set of things that it can execute in your portfolio. When you build your army of bots, you might have 
10 bots that are doing iron condor strategies. And you might have two bots that are doing hedging strategies. And you might have one bot that is a catastrophic, right? Flash crash hedge bot where like that bot's only mission and goal in life is to watch for a 10% drop intraday. And if it happens, then buy a bunch of put options, try to hedge the portfolio, right? I'm just giving you an example. But you have these different bots in your portfolio, each specialized and highly trained to do exactly what it should do. And so I think about it as this, like there's old school thought process around investment and then there's new school. So old school thought process is I have a pile of money and I need to throw it at something, right? They don't know. They just start throwing money. Okay, fine. I'll throw some money here. I'll throw some money there. I'll throw some money there. If this sounds like you, right, this is old school investment process, right? I have money. I don't know what to do with it. So I'll just start distributing it until I figure out what to do with it, right? Bad idea. New school investment thought process is this. I have a portfolio and I need to strategically allocate it to complementary trading systems or strategies. Now, here's the key here. Complementary trading systems and strategies. I have this wide, big portfolio that I need to distribute. But if I distribute 50% to a highly risky strategy and another 50% to an equally highly risky strategy, I haven't really distributed my capital well. I've, yes, split it between two highly risky strategies, but the combination is still a highly risky strategy. So now I have all of my money tied up in this highly risky 100% allocation strategy. As new school investment thought process should teach us, we take our capital that we have and we strategically allocate it to a high probability, high risk reward, right? High expected payout strategy. Then we complement that with some other strategy that is a lower allocation, maybe that zigs when this one zags, right? Like it's complementary to one another. That's real distribution of our capital and an efficient distribution of our capital across different bots. The cool thing about this, and I just like for one minute, just like sidetrack just a little bit. The really cool thing about doing this now, especially with automated trading, and was one of the reasons why we pushed so hard and took so long to get templates and clones and stuff like that up on the platform, why it was such a big focus of our teams was because the old way of doing this, the old school investment thought process of just throwing money out there required you to know each and every strategy you were executing, right? Like if you were doing an iron condor strategy coupled with a swing trading strategy, coupled with a IV rank strategy, coupled with another really technical short duration strategy, I mean, you really had to know how to execute every single one of those strategies. With bots and templates now, you don't have to be a master at executing the strategy. You should still know and understand exactly what the strategy is, of course, and how it fits into your portfolio. But the actual execution of that strategy can be automated. You can take your pile of bots that you have and you can allocate most of your bots to your favorite awesome core strategies that you trade. Maybe option selling, iron condors, iron butterflies, credit spreads, whatever you trade, right? And then you can strategically turn on a bot or two here and there with a little bit of capital allocated to other complementary strategies. Maybe somebody has a short duration bot template that they shared and you like that, you clone it, make a couple tweaks that fit your trading style, and now you have a complementary strategy that's now fit well into your portfolio that helps complement some of the other things that you're doing. Maybe most of your core strategies are long duration, 
far out of the money iron condors and iron butterflies. So it's nice to complement it with a shorter duration, maybe swing trading spreads or debit spreads or something else that somebody else has built, but you don't have to execute it yourself. You can allocate capital to it efficiently and control it and then fit it into your portfolio. That's so cool that you can do that. So let's take a little moment here and actually start going through maybe some hypothetical examples of an inefficient portfolio and then a hypothetical example of an efficient portfolio because maybe this helps kind of get us grounded a little bit and again, give you one example that you can use. Again, I have to say it a million times because it's so worth saying. This is not the only example. This doesn't factor in every single possible thing or outcome, right? So please don't shoot us an email or send us a comment and say, that was the only example I have to use there. That doesn't work for me. Like use this as just the baseline, right? Something to look at to start to distinguish what efficient versus inefficient capital allocation looks like. And again, we'll put this all in the show notes over on the website. Again, it's going to be optionalpha.com slash show 212, just the number 212, 212, optionalpha.com slash show 212. You can see this kind of typed out in bullet point format. We'll put that in the show notes so you have it there as well to reference. Okay, so don't stop the car. Don't stop running if you're doing that right now. We'll get in there in the show notes. So here's two examples. One is efficient. One is inefficient. Let's start with the inefficient portfolio example first. You have $10,000 to trade with. That's the average brokerage size anyway right now, so it works pretty well. So $10,000 to trade with. You have one bot running with a $5,000 total allocation. Now remember, inside the bots on Option Alpha, you can allocate as much as you want to a bot, right? You gotta still have the money on the back end, right? Can't allocate $100,000 to a bot and have a $10,000 portfolio. The bot just stops trading after $10,000, right? But in this case, let's assume you have one bot running in your account with a $5,000 total allocation. That one bot opens 10 new positions, okay? One bot opens 10 new positions. Doesn't matter what they're in, just opens 10 new positions. Those 10 positions combined use $3,000 of margin to cover the risk on those positions. They could be credit spreads, they could be iron condors, right? So whatever the distribution is between the 10 positions, combined they are risking $3,000 of margin to cover those positions. Now remember, when it comes to trading options, right, we always want to take that amount, that total risk that we could lose on the position, especially with defined risk trades, and that's what we're going to use as the basis for calculating all of our position sizing and risk and everything, right? Not the amount of money we make or could make, because that isn't true or valid yet. We don't know. We always base it on the amount of money we could lose. So 10 positions, they use $3,000 of margin to cover the positions. This leaves approximately 40% of the bots allocated capital available, right? Because we have a $10,000 portfolio. The one bot that we have running is given $5,000 of that total portfolio. And of the $5,000 that it was given, it's already used $3,000. So that one bot has 40% of its capital available still to trade. It's using 60%, the three divided by the five, right? Of the full account, you've still got 60% of your capital unused because you're only using margin of $3,000, but you have a total account of $10,000, right? So you've still got 70% of your capital unused. Now, I think that this is inefficient 
for a number of different reasons. But before we go through those reasons, we need to look at what an efficient portfolio looks like. So now we can compare and contrast the two. So now let's talk about hypothetical efficient portfolio allocation. You still have the same $10,000 starting capital to trade with. That's your portfolio, 10 grand. You now have five bots running and those five bots each have a $2,000 allocation. So each bot is given a $2,000 allocation. That means that five bots running with a $2,000 allocation each, we've allocated $10,000, our full account, to those bots. Now, that doesn't mean that all the bots would trade the full amount, obviously, but now we've earmarked our full portfolio to those different bots. Those five bots each open four positions. So follow me on this. Those five bots each, each bot opens four positions. They could be Iron Condors, credit spreads. They could be some short duration, some long duration, right? Now we can start to see how we can split up our capital a little bit more efficiently. So now those five bots have a total of 20 positions going at any one time. This also helps for frequency over time and getting the law of large numbers to work out in our favor. Critical, critical things for traders. Remember, you can't have a high probability trading system and only make 10 trades. 10 trades could, they all could be losers. That doesn't mean that the system is broken, just means you haven't made enough trades. In order for a system to work out, you have to have lots of trades so the probabilities actually work out, right? So by using five bots and each bot opening four positions, now we have 20 positions in total that are open. Those 20 positions combined use $6,000 of margin to cover those positions, okay? So those 20 positions use $6,000 of margin to cover those positions. However, it got sliced and diced among the 20 positions. This still leaves 40% of the bot's capital available. But now with a full account, you've got 40% of your capital unused versus 70% of your capital unused. So this still leaves not only A, a lot of room in each bot so that each strategy has wiggle room to move and to fluctuate, but it also allocates capital a little bit more efficiently across the portfolio of bots, still leaving a very large cash balance unused, but not 70% of our cash unused. So more bots, distributed portfolio, distributed positions and strategies, higher trade count, more efficient use of capital. So what are the pros of doing this? So we'll walk through the, I think what are the better pros of using this more efficient allocation model versus the inefficient allocation model. Again, actually it doesn't really matter if you use bots or not. It would be valid if you're manually trading or not manually trading, it doesn't matter. This still holds true. The pro of doing this, I think, of the efficient version is you have way more visibility. What a lot of people are trying to do and I know that they're trying to do this because it's just what they do manually. So it's the easiest path for them to convert from manually to automated is they want one mega bot that does everything. Well, that's an inefficient use of automated tools, right? That'd be like, I want one tool in my kitchen that does everything. I want it to cut. I want it to be a spoon. I want it to be a knife. I want it to blend. I want it to do spaghetti, right? I want it to be a fork. I want it to be a syringe. Can you imagine if you tried to cook in a kitchen with one utensil? It had to be the end-all, be-all, Mac Daddy awesome utensil, right? That's why you have different utensils in the kitchen, because each one serves a different purpose, and together you can make a beautiful, awesome meal. 
So when it comes to trading, don't just have one ridiculous, crazy large, crazy overthought out, right? Really complicated bot that you really don't have any idea what's really working because it's doing 52 different things. That's inefficient. When you distribute your account across different strategies, and even in our example, going from one bot to five bots, you have way more visibility. You can see where different strategies or tickers are leading to improved or degraded performance and then make micro adjustments to those strategies, right? I mean, this literally works across, I feel like a broken record when I say this, but if you think about it logically, it works across almost every discipline, right? So if you're running a business and the business is profitable, you could be like, well, why is it profitable? Like what's working? Sales, customer support. You have to look at the different departments. So if the business is not profitable, well, you can't just be like, well, the business isn't profitable, so we should just try something. No, you have to dissect it. You have to get visibility into the different departments. Like what's not working? What is working, right? It works in military, works in school, works in business, works in finance. Of course, it works in a portfolio too. When you distribute your strategies and your systems that you have across visible targeted elements, it makes it a lot easier to monitor, a lot easier to adjust, a lot easier to evaluate than if you had it all bundled up in one massive blob, right? I mean, it just even sounds confusing saying that. So run different strategies, targeted strategies, right? Like we talked about with building an army of bots. Each bot is a specialized, highly trained strategy. Then you can tweak and allocate that strategy, or if you want to, turn it off completely without affecting the other bots that are running, the other strategies. So that's the biggest pro I see right away with the efficient model that we presented, which is when you distribute capital a little bit more evenly on a lower scale across more systems, that gives you more visibility. Number two is more control. With distributed bots, it allows your portfolio to adjust entire trading systems on the fly. Whereas if you had one bot, you'd have to turn off or on that bot, which would either make you fully allocated or completely in cash on or off. I don't like that recipe for trading. That'd be like, again, if you said to somebody like, look, you got to trade one trading strategy per month and you're either all in or all out. That sounds like a terrible idea to me. That sounds like a really bad recipe for disaster, right? Instead, what I'm suggesting is that with your allocation of capital, you distribute it across different strategies. You trade an iron condor here and some iron condors there and some iron butterflies here and some credit spreads there and some swing trading things there. And what used to be really complicated about this was managing all those, but you don't have that complication anymore because you can automate it. And so now if one strategy is not working over a year or two years, right, and you've made adjustments to it and it's just still not working out, great. Micro turn that strategy off and reallocate it to another system, right? That's what you should do. That's what great capital allocation does. Instead, what people are trying to do, and I think what people will continue to try to do, is they will continue ineffectively trying to throw as much logic and different ideas and systems into one massive megabot. I just don't think that works. I think it's too complicated. It's certainly too complicated to adjust and to edit and to tweak as you go, and it really doesn't work out. Last thing that I would say that is the pro of the more efficient model that we presented was more flexibility. You can easily add or bolt on systems a lot quicker 
when you've distributed less capital to each of your bots. So take more bots, distribute more capital to them, right? And then easily bolt on through cloning or editing templates, another complementary system to your core strategies. Again, it all kind of fits in the same vein of what we've been talking about. But if you're trading one big, massive, hairy, audacious strategy that takes a lot of time and effort and complication and a lot of capital, it's not easy to be nimble, right? Like you have to be nimble and flexible enough to adjust and to adapt. And so when you've distributed your capital efficiently across a little bit more systems or space those out across more tickers and bots, it's a lot easier to bolt on, turn off, adjust quickly, hedge, remove, add complementary systems to your core strategy. I think it just makes it a lot easier. I think you sleep a lot better at night. So here's a couple ideas for using bots to help you manage your capital allocation. Now, these are really cool ideas because they don't mean that you have to go through the process of calculating things, right? These are really easy things that you can do, and it's all automated inside of the Option Alpha system. I know it sounds really cool, and it is. And look, I don't know why nobody did this 10 years ago. I don't know why nobody did this five years ago. It seems like an absolute no-brainer. It always frustrated me to no end that I had to write guides and tutorials, and I had to spend time like showing people how to calculate capital allocation. You don't have to do that anymore. Just actually plug it in and use it. That's what you have to do. Just have to simply use the tools that are given to you. So here's a couple ideas for using bots to help you manage your capital allocation. Number one is you can use a recipe called the bot has capital to open an opportunity. This is a really easy win, but you can have your bot check before you send the order to your broker to make sure that the bot has enough capital to open that new upcoming position. Now, do you have to use this? Nope, you don't have to. You could go ahead and just have the bot send the order to your broker, right? But then the bot would probably, if you don't have enough capital, you get a warning or you get an error or the order would get rejected, right? And then you got to go in and you got to see what that error is and see what that warning is. You got to make adjustments, right? And that's okay. A lot of people do that and that's fine. But we gave you this recipe. We built this recipe in the system so that the bot could intelligently check before the order goes to your broker to see if the bot has enough capital available. And if it does, okay, continue down the path of submitting the order. If it doesn't, then just wait, check again later. Really easy, super simple way to keep your bots clean and organized. The next one you can use is the bots available capital or net liquidity or maintenance or open P&L or total P&L is greater or less than some amount. This is a crazy powerful recipe that you can use inside of your bots. You can check the bots physical capital maintenance liquidity. It's open P&L, which is any open positions right now. It's total P&L. So that would be open and closed positions right now and check and see if it's over or under some amount. Some people have used this in really cool examples where they've had the bot consistently check the total P&L of the bot and then make adjustments to position sizing for new positions. So they're about to open a new position and they check and see, is the bot's total P&L over $1,500? Yes? Okay, great. The position size should be 1%. Is the bot's total P&L over $1,500? No? Oh, well then the position size should be half a percent because I need to keep my position size smaller as I continue to grow the portfolio. And if the portfolio grows, then I can start to inch up my position sizing or some combination of this or vice versa, right? So you can use this to check, 
and see like if the bot has, let's say, if the available capital is under $4,000 in our $10,000 example, then the new position that is about to be entered should be half a percent. If the available capital is over $4,000 but under $6,000, then the new position is 1%. If the bot's available capital is $7,000, right, or over, then the bot's allocation is 1.5%. I mean, so you can get very, very, very targeted with how you allocate capital based on how much money is in that particular bot or how much money it's made right now. Another recipe you can use is position sizing recipes based on a percentage of the bot's allocation, net liquidity, or capital available. By far and away, this is one of my most favorite ones in there. It was an absolute must-have for me to get into the platform when we were building this out. But you can automatically calculate position size on a percentage. So in our example of the efficient bot portfolio, we had allocated to each bot $2,000. We can then allocate up to 2% of the bot's allocation to every position, or 5% of the bot's allocation to every position. 5% of the bot's allocation then would represent 5% of $2,000, right? And then that would be whatever that percentage is of the $10,000 portfolio that we would have. We can allocate that automatically for new positions. Now think about why this is so cool. One, you don't ever have to calculate it and figure it out. That's the first thing. So it saves you so much time. But if the portfolio grows, your position sizes grow automatically with it. So if the portfolio and that bot's allocation and that bot's balance and liquidity grows, you can grow your position sizing with it. If you do it based on the bot's net liquidity or the capital available, then it will automatically adjust position sizing for each and every position that comes along. This equally means that if the portfolio has a little bit of a drawdown, and let's say that particular bot drops 10%, right? Then it will adjust automatically its position sizing down because the position size is now being calculated on the new net liquidity or lower amount. So now the next position size Maybe originally you were entering 10 contracts at a time, and now the bot goes through drawdown. Now it starts entering eight contracts at a time. So it intelligently adjusts as you go. This is normal, run-of-the-mill stuff you should be doing anyway if you're a manual trader. But hopefully you remember to do this, right? If your portfolio suffers a drawdown, you don't want to keep allocating 10 trades to a trading strategy because 10 trades might now represent 20% of your account balance, and you didn't even know it. So use bots intelligently to do this for you. That way you don't have to mess with it. Truly one of my most favorite recipes that you can use when you open positions is just use the position sizing recipe for percentage of bots allocation or net liquidity or the capital available, whatever one works for you. Next one you can use inside your bots is bot tags. Bot tags are super cool. You can tag your bots which allow it to then work through a progressive or dynamic allocation. So I mentioned this earlier, but just to go through it again, if the bot's PNL, and you could check this every 15 minutes, right? Or you could check it once a day, or you could check it in the morning or the afternoon. You can check it whenever you want. Just run an automation that checks the bot's PNL. If the bot's PNL is below some amount, tag the bot as lower new capital allocation. That would drop all the position allocations from 1% to half a percent until the bot recovers. Think about that. The fact that you can do this now, 
and do this with no code. You just like tag the bot. If the bot's PL is below X amount, this is my new threshold. You set it. You say if the bot's PL drops below this amount, retag the bot automatically and adjust every position sizing down like that from 1% to half a percent until the bot recovers. I mean, I don't know what else you could do as a trader that would be a smart use of time and effort and energy and your attention than doing stuff like this in your portfolio. You talk about truly protecting your capital and being smart about how you allocate and trade capital. Forget all the buy sell signals. Like what strategy do I run? Is it this or that or whatever? Like that right there, just tagging the bot and automatically adjusting the position sizing down is a great use of your time and attention. Likewise, you can do it on the other side. If the bot's PL is really high, you could adjust the allocation higher, do the same thing or adjust it low, whatever you want to do. Use bot tags to tag the state of the bot and what it can do. It's really easy to do. We go through this, by the way, in a lot of different examples in the Genesis 3.0 bot. So once you get in there or you can see it on the website in the resources section, check out the Genesis 3.0 bot. We give you a lot of examples of how you can tag the bot based on state. And in that example, we go through and we tag the bot to enable scanners or disable scanners every day based on the VIX level. Really simple thing you can do, super, super cool automated way to adjust the bot on the fly. Now, what you can also do, by the way, is you can also adjust position sizing in your bot for better opportunities. This is actually really cool. Takes a little bit of time to set up, but once you have it set up, it's done forever, or you can use a template that somebody shared for it. But let's say that you're trading iron condors and you have a decision recipe in your bot that checks to see if IV is over, like IV rank is over 50. And if IV rank is over 50, we know it's a better setup than if IV rank is under 50, right? Because high implied volatility means we probably should get a little bit more edge on selling premium. So if IV rank is over 50, then whatever open position action is down that path, allocate one and a half percent to that trade. And if IV rank is under 50, allocate 1% to that trade. You still want to trade, but we don't want to over allocate. You can do this automatically just by splitting up paths so that the adjustable position sizing is reflected in better opportunities, right? If you're doing swing trading, if RSI is over 70, then you make whatever, maybe a half a percent allocation. If RSI is over 80, then you make a 1%. And if it's over 85, you make a 1.5%, right? Like you can make this stair-step progression of position sizing and build it into your strategies. Super, super cool stuff you can do. Okay, so here's one possible framework. This is just one global possible framework that you could use inside of your account. And I'll do it based on 10 bots, which is what you get when you start a trial. Or if you're on the starter plan, you have 10 bots, which you can do a lot with 10 bots already but that's a good starter plan for building out a bot portfolio and starting to allocate some capital to automated trading. So here's one possible framework. It's not the end all be all, it's just a reference point that you can use. First, 50% in cash. So whatever you're gonna do, do 50% in cash in your account, right? Keep that earmarked as cash so that you don't trade it. It's there as a backstop, gives you flexibility. Again, options trading is leveraged. So you want to keep a lot of cash available. You have 10 bots. You allocate 5% of your account to each of those bots. So 10 bots, 5% each. That gives you the rest allocated to those 10 bots, which is 50% of what's left over, 50% in cash. 
for each of those bots, you allocate half a percent to 1% per trade that you're doing. And so if each bot is doing roughly five to 10 trades, you get a lot of trades in these different bots. You get each bot having a very decent allocation of the total portfolio. And you also keep your position sizing for each individual trade manageable enough and small enough so that each position doesn't blow up the whole account. And that's really key. So that's a good model to use as you're starting to think about how you build out your bots. 10 bots, 5% of your total portfolio allocated to each bot. That still leaves 50% of your account in cash because it's not been allocated to. And then each position in every bot is half a percent to 1%. And that gives you roughly five to 10 trades per bot, depending on the strategy per month and how frequently those bots run, which is a lot of trade frequency, which is great, which is what we need to get those law of large numbers. It also keeps the individual trade risk down to half a percent or 1%, which is completely manageable. It keeps each bot as a pretty decent allocation of the total portfolio. So if one bot completely tanks, right, which would be pretty hard to do with small position sizing over time anyway, if one bot completely tanks, that still is only 5% of the total portfolio that got annihilated, right? Like it's a smart way to, I think a smart way to allocate capital. It's a good reference to use. So last thing that we're going to do here is I'd want to ask you some thought provoking questions. There's no right or wrong answer to these necessarily, but if you want to, for extra credit and homework, think about these. Truly think about these. You can even pause this podcast as we're walking through it after each question and think about what is important to you and how you should move forward with your trading. The cool thing about trading is what you did in the past doesn't matter as much as what you start doing now, right? So if you don't want to do something or you want to change how you trade, right now is the time to do it. Right now is the time to make those adjustments and those tweaks to your trading strategy so moving forward you can do things better. And I know we all can, myself included. There's always something we can do better. So here's the first question. How do you handle excess capital allocated to each bot? This is a thought-provoking question that I just want you to think about so you can start to appropriately allocate position sizing and trades. How do you handle excess capital allocated to each bot? It's probably the same story of the Goldilocks thing where too much allocated to each bot and not enough of the actual trading capital being used, being traded, is probably not good enough, right? Like that doesn't work, that's inefficient. Too little and you don't have enough wiggle room in the bot. So think about how you handle excess capital. Do you reduce the capital allocated to that bot and then spin up another bot and another strategy? Maybe that's one way you could approach it, right? How do you do that? Next question, do you over allocate to each bot beyond what is required for full positions? This is a really easy one. I've seen this a number of times already. I've seen this a number of times in the however many months we've already been live trading with people in there is they allocate, and this I'm just gonna give you a, a really exaggerated example so you can see, right? They allocate $10,000 to a bot, but at any one time, that bot never has more than $2,000 allocated to all the positions that it's trading. So the bot has earmarked this basket of $10,000 that it can trade, but it never trades more than $2,000 worth of risk. So the question is, are you over allocating to each bot beyond what is required? Remember in our hypothetical efficient example, we had five bots running with a $2,000 allocation each, 
versus one bot running with a $5,000 allocation. So allocate a little bit less capital, give yourself some room in each portfolio, each bot, right? To wiggle and to jive, you know, like move with the market, have some drawdowns and some run-ups, right? But consider if you're over-allocating to each bot. Next question, should you consider running each bot near full allocation and then leaving the portfolio available for cash that's unallocated to bots? This is again, another thought-provoking question. There's no perfect right or wrong answer. In the one possible framework that I just went through, that's what I did in that framework. I kept 50,000 in cash in the trading account and the rest I fully allocated to bots, fully allocated to bots, where each bot had 5% of the total account balance and each trade was half a percent to 1%, which pretty much means that if the bot was full of positions, it would be nearly fully allocated. Now, some people may not like that. Some people might want to do something a little bit different, but it's one possible way that you can do this. Okay, and here's one last question to consider and ponder on. Do you rebalance the allocation to bots after a string of winners or a string of losers? I guess a better question would be, how should you rebalance your allocation to bots after a string of winners or losers? You should think about this as you're building out your portfolios and as you start moving forward is how should... I rebalance capital efficiently. And on what schedule should I do this? I think it should be something that you at least evaluate once a quarter. That's a pretty easy way to do it. Once a month, maybe a little bit too much, maybe too frequent where you're not getting enough trade activity, you're not getting enough trades coming in, right? Whatever that is for that particular system, but you should think about how you rebalance allocation after you've seen some performance of your bots, especially if you're running them live, right? You could still do this in paper trading and you should. You should test a lot of things using paper trading and forward test your bots. But once you start running them live, you can start allocating or start chipping away at allocations here and there. In our example earlier, if you gave a bot $10,000, but after a month, you saw that it never really used over $2,000, well, maybe you reduce that allocation in the bot to $3,000 because it's still going to have some room to increase its allocation if needed or go through some run ups or drawdowns. But now you've got $7,000 available to build out other strategies. So go look for some other strategies to more efficiently use that capital to a complementary strategy to what you're trading, okay? So these are some thought-provoking questions I hope you take the time to consider and start thinking through. And I hope that today's podcast episode, as we walk through all of these different considerations, was enlightening for you, helped you think critically and strategically about how you allocate capital in your account. Again, we've talked for a long time today, and none of our discussion was focused around when to get in or when to get out, but rather how important it is that you think about how much capital you allocate to strategies and how much of your position sizing has an impact on your success moving forward. A little bit of time invested now. I promise you, a little bit of time invested right now in doing this and making sure that it's set up the way that you want inside of your account will pay huge dividends later on. You may not see it later, right? It may not feel like it immediately with the first couple of trades, but it will feel that way after you get to a lot of trades and you've run systems for a long time. You'll start to see the compounding effects of making these critical decisions right now in your account. And again, the good news is, is that with automated trading, you have better tools at your disposal to use 
that can improve your efficiency and save you time. If you're not automated trading, you hate automated trading, you never want to do it, you can still do this as a manual trader. You should still do this as a manual trader who's clicking to make every trade. You should calculate this on the fly all the time with every position that you enter. If you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're blindly flying the plane, and that's never a good idea. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Again, you can get all of the resources for the show over at the show notes page on Option Alpha. Just go to optionalpha.com slash show 212. That's just the number 212-212, optionalpha.com slash show 212. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so that's a wrap for this week's podcast episode here at Option Alpha. But before you go, please, let's keep the conversation going. Please connect with us on your favorite social media platform. Let us know what questions you have, ideas, or thoughts came to mind after listening to today's show. I also wanted to let you know about what we've got coming up and what we've been working on lately. We also just released a new version of the platform. A lot of new stuff in the new version of the platform. So if you haven't taken a look yet, check it out. And you can also always subscribe to our change log and get updates when new versions and new updates are pushed of the platform. Go check it out. Come join me on a live demo. You can go to optionalpha.com slash demo to sign up for an upcoming demo or watch one of our recent demos on demand. Also, we've got an awesome workshop coming up this week. We're going to be building out a 100 ticker trading strategy. Yes, you heard me right. We're going to show you how you can use one automation cleverly set up with custom inputs to build a 100 ticker trading strategy across multiple bots. You don't want to miss it. This is one of probably the most hotly requested things that people have asked for in our live workshops. You can check that out and sign up by going over to optionalpha.com slash workshop. Again, that's optionalpha.com slash workshops and clicking on the link to register for one of those events. By the way, if you don't happen to catch it live, we always post the copy of the recordings. Every single time, I still get 5,000 questions every week. Do we post a copy of the recording? Are they recorded? Yes, 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 yes. Always, always, always. We record every event, every workshop, every demo that we do. You always have an opportunity to get a copy of the recording if you don't have the ability to join us live. But I hope you can join me live because that's where you get questions answered. That's where you can interact with our team and other traders, have a lot of fun on these live workshops. So hopefully you can join us live for an upcoming workshop. Again, I always truly hope you guys enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to help you consistently place smarter trades. Until next time, happy trading.